Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Two minutes past three. Thank you for your company. Kimba on the Rooch with you on a slightly windy, a windy Wednesday afternoon. Live from Studio Lumo here at number one King William Street in the city. It is currently 31.5 degrees outside. Change coming tomorrow though. Beware. It'll be around 19 degrees tomorrow. We're here thanks to Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. Hyundai, wonderful vehicles. And IGA supermarkets. How the locals like it. All right. Let's welcome one of the most Polarising men in the world that's got nothing to do with his journalistic career, the Roots. What's up, where do you have no respect? What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? Why? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up your face. How are you going, you polarising human, you? Am I a North Pole or South Pole? Um, you're a bit of everything yesterday. You're a pain in the backside. You're at your belligerent best yesterday. Found some support in this ante room here. Just no, you didn't. Only when you changed subject. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No. You did it again. You twisted. Are you You're doing well, it again? Though? Are you well? <laughs> I'm not bad. It's a terrible day for hay fever sufferers. Good luck to everyone out there that suffers. Mm. Yeah, well, there's a fair bit of <clears throat> nose lifting at the moment. A few <laughs> trades that are going about the place. People, oh, does this really pass the test? But anyway, we'll the pub test. Yes, a few mm. clubs raising their eyebrows. Would well, that so. involve the Roos and Dylan Stevens? Yes. It Draft pick that's supposed to be up for reviews already gone. <laughs> so North have spent something that hasn't been guaranteed to them. How can you do that? Really? Well, the AFL's approved it, but that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, that's because they're about equalisation. No, they're about <laughs> manipulation. And why do they manipulate? Because they don't want teams because dragging down the competition. So because they manipulate in their quest for equalisation. And how they manipulate to achieve results which aren't about equalisation, they're about results. The results that create equalisation. Here we go, and this is where we left off yesterday. All right, we won't do that. Let's just drop it. All right, I'm sure it'll come up a little bit uh, later. Good show coming up, Roach. Uh, If I read what's on our screen here, I think it's wrong. It says at 3.30 we're speaking to Amanda Jade Wellington, but I think you'll find we're speaking to the captain, of the South Australian Ooh. Scorpions, Gemma Barsby. Very good. Daughter of? Trevor. Yes. Yeah. Queensland opener. Gee, that's a, play. that's a memory now, isn't it? Play for Australia as well. Which I remember now. He was a damn good uh, yeah. state cricketer. Uh, played for Queensland, 85 to 97. I don't think he did represent Australia. They were the days where we'd watch oh, Mary Hopkins again. Free to wear TV. We're going to have to get that song up. Wow. You say that a lot. Those were the days. You were calling them too. I, I did. Uh, as I've told the story, I um, withdrew my services. <laughs> 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 well, I was doing footy every weekend, Roach. I know. 
And I, I was doing a day job. I was a state manager. I was well, doing I'm news just... at Channel 9. I was doing radio. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to do when summer came was sit there and commentate a game with Ashley Mallett, the late and great, and KG. I think the first, and Flipper, the first five Shield games I ever did were all draws. I was bored shitless. I oh, know. I'm getting vivid memories of Adelaide Oval, corrugated yeah. iron roof, and Hooksy with that incredible late session where he just kept smashing oh, over everyone the and raced down from the that was That was some. That was, hey, that was when the Redbacks were good. Don't, <sighs> don't mention the war. Hey, at four o'clock, we're going to have a chat to a young lady called Maddie Kerrick. Well, 28 years of age, still young, and yes. should be in her prime in a football sense. Uh, Port Adelaide AFLW midfielder started her career at Carlton, eight games. Played in the first ever AFLW game. Against Collingwood. Yes. The lockout at Princess Park. 39 games for the Cats. Played her third game for Port Adelaide last week, which was her 50th. Yeah, she was part of the trade for Kate Sermon during the off-season. And I dare say you're going to give her a bit of advice on how to play as a midfielder. Well, I was just going through the stats. Yeah, right? as, <laughs> as you do. Different competition, I know. Yes. Uh, 50 games as a midfielder, yet to kick a goal. Right. Well, if it's good enough oh, to give that advice to Rory Laird, it's good enough, good well, enough to lady, give advice to everyone. Lady, you I want to stay see. in the midfield? Yes. Three or four goals a season doesn't cut it. Mm. You've got to hit the scoreboard I get in you. modern football. Well, the way Port are going, they'd need everyone to hit the scoreboard and hit it accurately. They do hit the scoreboard, Kim, but more times with behinds than goals. Yeah, I'd be interested how many are rushed, but uh, they have been incredibly inaccurate. Oh. At 4.35, well, all day routes will be doing, well, all day, Two hours we're on air. Mm. We'll be doing a lot of trade talk. Uh, but Josh Gabalich from AFL.com and Trade Radio will be joining us, which will be perfect. That'll be 5 o'clock their time. He'll be able to wrap, wrap up the day's activities. There's a couple of big ones in play for Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Now, the Harrison Petty one is getting more and more legs. Oh. More and more legs. We received a phone call on that today. Adelaide having a real dip. They say they should. Has two years of his contract to go. Yeah, but you ask, don't you? Oh, you prepared to ask about Clayton Oliver. You ask about Harrison Pitt. And they're making a fairly reasonable offer, too, I understand. Uh, so they package this all up with Shane McAdam? Yep. Well, it helps get the deal done because mm. they're very keen for him. Uh, Mario sent through an early text. It's always scary when he's up and about. But he's a winner. Behave yourself today, Rucci. Last night, Dylan had to wrestle the rat for the bathroom and have a cold shower. <laughs> I think How's it all I... going? How's it all going at home? Yeah, oh, yesterday. Oh, here we go. Last night, here I got home go. from work, and uh, the rat was cooking a barbecue. Was that last night or the night before? Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, who's he got, was cooking a barbecue. Who's got CTE? Is that me? No, that was last <laughs> night. Last night. Okay. Well, I'm not used to being Help cooked yourself, for. Help yourself, you. I anyway, can't. I did. T- did I tell the story on air? Or... You've told the story about him. Walking through the house naked. Did I do that on air? You've done that on air. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that gave me a shock at 2.30 in the morning. So put that away, rat. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thank you. Too much for, information. Thank you for that, Mario. Uh, here's one from Benny Boy. Is this Benny from Martin? I think it is, yeah. Uh, good afternoon, gents. Heard some rumours today that Essendon are asking for a straight swap involving oh. Dersma and... Brendan Zerk Thatcher, surely that's a joke. Now, well, look, now what on. did I say to you this yeah, Hang afternoon. on. We will get what did I say? Yeah. Ben, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. Yes. Uh, we're going to get our teeth into it. Uh, we we could to... argue again on this, couldn't we? we, we, well, we it, everything doesn't have to be an argument. Well, no, it can be a discussion, a debate. Do we do it now angry, or do we hold on? We had angry pills yesterday. No, I'm in charge still, all right? Right. Unless there's... I, 
been notified. You've been notified different, have you? I don't open the emails. I get scared of them. <laughs> You're a disorganised individual. No, it's safer that way, Kim. No, it's not. You said at the top you want to talk about Dylan Stevens. Yes, so let's go around the grounds I and do. talk about why the natives are restless in regards to this deal. Okay, so we know that Dylan Stevens clearly noted he's now a future at Sydney saw the opportunity at North Melbourne. Four-year deal, which some people say is loaded with a fair bit of cash, too. Mm-hmm. Very nice for well, Dylan. Very generous what they pay for their wingman. North Hello, <laughs> Jared Pollack. So, out goes Dylan Stevens and pick 25 to North Melbourne. 25 is going to be very handy for North in a fair few things they've got going with Taylor Adams. They'd be very happy with that. And plus, they have a ready-made replacement in James Jordan. Yeah. 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 So, Sydney get from this 44, sorry, that's what is all part of doing their deals that they've got in place. But Mm -hmm. the interesting one is that North have put into this, and it's been approved by the AFL, that one of their special assistants package draft picks at the end of the first round of 2024 is in the deal. Mm -hmm. But when you go and have a look at the terms... The wording. ...of that special assistance package that was... Put on the table on 23rd of September, it said the draft picks for 2024 were up for review next year. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like me saying to you, Kim, look, I know you're in a bit of trouble and we've got to help you. We understand we have to help you. Yep. I'm going to give you $50 this year. Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Can you use another And I'm example? going to give you another $50 next year. Mm. But the $50 for next year is conditional because if you come good, yep. you won't need it. Mm. So we'll tear it up. It's up for review. Well, you've already spent the 50 of next year. Some clubs are going, hang on a minute. This is so basically up. what you're saying, North Melbourne turn their form around, they finish top four be nice, next, wouldn't year, it? next year, well, then they shouldn't be getting that draft pick, which they've they already used to get a player. Correct. Yeah. So then what does the AFL do? Do they then say, oh, look, North, you've given away something now, now look into the draft. We're taking the most relevant draft pick that you've got at the moment and giving that to Sydney? I'm sure they'll address that they'll situation. Have have yeah. There'd have to be a little clause in there. I'm the right sure terminology? Always hey, just is. having a look, uh, Rich, I don't know if you can see it. Cal Toomey announcing uh, a trade that's about to drop. Have you got that there? I'll do it, Rich. No, I can't see it. The screen's on the wrong side for me. Oh, After you knocked it. I did. Rich, I beg your pardon. You part. knocked the screen. Well, you wouldn't be able to read that anyway. Go on, read it. Right. It says here, trade's about to drop. Melbourne will get Gold Coast pick 11. Adelaide will get Chris Burgess and 14. North Melbourne will get 18. And Gold Coast will have a huge amount of selections for their academy players. More to come. Oh, I should have wrote wow. myself. Blame me for hitting the screen. You you are a shocker. Uh, another one coming through. Uh, the deal above uh, would see Gold Coast end up with picks 23, 26, 27, 31, 35, 37, 61, 65, 70 and 73 this year to match the quartet of academy bids, which is what they're after. But in 2024, they will also hold their own first-round pick, the Doggies' future first-round pick, and North's future pick 20. Oh, Damien Hardwick will be doing cartwheels. Oh, I tell you what, uh, are they holding a reasonable hand there, the Gold Mm. Coast Suns? Doesn't guarantee anything. Coming back to South Australia. Uh, He he can play. A little bit of humour here coming through. Gents, it would be a pity if the Crows don't get petty. Very nice. Regards that Vlad guy. Mm. All right, uh, let's go to a break. Then we're going to come back. Benny from Marden, we're going to talk about your text. Xavier Dersmer, how that deal is looking and how it will unfold. That's coming up next. We're here thanks to Hyundai. 
The all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be bold. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. afternoon, we're live from Studio Lumo, 31.7 degrees outside, it's a warm one but a big change coming tomorrow. Big thank you to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Coming up on the show, Gemma Barsby, captain of the Adelaide Scorpions, undefeated so far this season in the one day comp in women's cricket, uh, go South Australia, three on the trot. Uh, Maddie Kerrick from the Port Adelaide AFLW program and Josh Gabalich to update us on all the trade news at 4.30. Talking of trade news, uh, Ruth. Uh, big story coming in about uh, Harrison Petty. Well, who's got more cash than a cash register at an IGA supermarket at the moment? Adelaide Crows. John Ralph is reporting that Adelaide is putting before Harrison Petty a front-ended offer, but the deal averages out to 800000 a year. Melbourne's mean? response is they don't want Harrison Petty to go anywhere and they're prepared to now talk about extending his current contract mm-hmm. Beyond well, 2025. Of course they're going to say all those things, Roach. 800,000 Every player is a wanted player. 800,000. Average. Well, tall defender. They mm. can play forward. Mm. So they'd have a lot of cash by well, not there's having no, Duda. There's no Nick Murray next year. But they'd have a lot of cash because Duda's not yep. there. They could push Walker mm. into mm. the veteran category, which mm. is going to come in next year. Uh, wheel him in. Yeah, well, yeah push his money. Yeah, sorry, Rich, it was a joke. I get yeah. it, yes. Veteran? I know. Pensioner? Yes. No, nah, come on. He's in great form, all Australian. I know that, Rich. So that means they've got a lot of cash. 800000 a year, average, Ferris and Petty. Got a text it makes, you, makes you want to come home, doesn't it? Well, I think it would. We'd like to get his uh, sister Hannah on. She's mm-hmm. a regular on our show. We need to talk netball soon too, Rich. It's uh, turning into a debacle. No, no pay deal yet. Yeah, they haven't been able to sort it out. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that's come through talking to Harrison Petty. The Crow, oh, look at this for a bit of humour. A little a bit of a Tom Petty joke. The Crows won't back down in their efforts to get Petty. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. <laughs> How do you do this deal? That'd be a good get. How do you do this deal? Well, they've got plenty of draft, draft picks. picks. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Interesting one they to watch. They've got a lot to play with. They got, what have they got, four under 25? Mm. Yes, they so have. They've got Shane McAdam to put into that mix. All right, Roots, Cash. In, in a couple of minutes, update me what's happening with uh, Xavier Dersma. Okay, Is it getting messy? Well, I think we've got a, an agreement now that Port gets Zerk Thatcher. Yep. Essendon gets Xavier Dersma. And listening to Adrian Dodora today, the Essendon list manager, it's pretty clear that everyone's accepting that's the deal to do. But sure. the interesting bit about this is what other finer details of the deal because, as we had that text message earlier, swapping one for one doesn't seem to appease the Port Adelaide fans. It, it doesn't. And, uh, look, it may not appease the Essendon fans. Mm, Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. This is Adrian Dodoro's view okay. on the emerging trade between Zerk Thatcher and Dersma. I think, logically, um, you'd have to say that uh, they go hand in hand in, in some respects. I think, yeah. obviously, Brandon's declared he wants to get to support Adelaide, uh, and we've been up front in saying that we'd, we'd love to keep him at the Essendon Football Club. He's got a three-year deal in front of him. 
um, you know, when we think he form a great partnership with uh, with Ben Mackay. So from that point of view, we don't want to lose him, but he does want to go home and we respect that. Um, as a result of that, we've spoken to um, Xavier and, you know, he, um, he'd like, like to get to the Essendon Football Club. But, you know, it's early days and uh, we'll have some discussions with Port over the next couple of days, I'd imagine. Okay, to play this out from a text message we had last week where immediately a Port Adelaide fan said, hang on, kid. Xavier Dersmer was, if I remember correctly, pick 16. Zerk Thatcher was pick 61. That doesn't equate in a trade. Now, that's years ago. Yeah, that, that, you, that If means... you were to sit there as an arbitrator, though we don't have them in mm. the AFL, but if you were there to be the arbitrator and the paperwork came across you and it's Dersmer, the Zerk Thatcher, would you sign off? Yep. What do you say to the Port fans? Are I, saying, I... no, there should be a draft pick attached to this. Um, well, I can understand you try and get it. doesn't mean you get it, though. They're in desperate need of a tall defender. Um, I think there's great upside with Dersmer and there is with Zach Thatcher. Uh, sorry, um, Zach. Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Zerk Thatcher. Yeah. That's a fun name to call. There will be. <laughs> well, it has been. <laughs> Let's just do uh, X and BZT. Uh, Roach, I'm happy with that deal. I know it doesn't appease everyone. I see great upside in Xavier Dersmer. Um he hasn't had a good run at this stage. He had a terrible run with injury. Could find himself fit. Could find himself in the midfield. He believes he's a midfielder. I think he can be a quality wingman. He can be in the mould of Blake Akers. He's a running machine. But I also have liked Zerk Thatcher for a long time. So you need a tall defender. Um, get the deal done. Sit back. Watch both careers over the next five years. And uh, we'll soon find out who got the best deal. So Essendon for this year, just this year, has picks 9, 30 and 51. Mm. Well, you're not putting 9 into that. No. 30 might be a bit rich. Yep. If Port asks for 51, how does that play? Well, ask for it, get it, gives you a few points. Mm. Or and do the points they, will come in handy next year. Or, well, no, those points evaporate this year. But if you then look to next year, do you say, well, we'll take a future third from Essendon next year? I don't think they'd prepare to do that. Uh, Essendon want to do a one-for-one, one. Yeah. I get that. Need to go to a break. Uh, good afternoon, Kimbo, and the mighty Rooch. The mighty Rooch. Uh, the AFL's compensation pick is such a joke. If clubs were dealing with their own draft hand, pick three would oh, get yes. both Mackay brothers and a fourth-rounder coming back, and I'd still rate it a dud trade from Will. I love the passion. Hey, it's, yeah, uh, I see Hawthorne's harked up about it. 325. They get pushed back, don't they? We'll hear from their uh, general manager of football mm. very shortly. Rooch, uh, we are live from Studio Lumo. Thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it? The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Time for the news. We'll be a fraction late. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. A few texts coming through from Brett. Uh, Petty sounds like a perfect player for the Camry Dodos and their supporters. Love you, Kimbo. That's from Brett. Having a little dig there. Here's another one. Uh, Dersma has played like a broken arrow the last 18 months. Lots of sandfall. He's had a terrible run injury-wise. He's got a lot of upside. Another one, Roach, from Costa. You can't expect all deals and trades to be even. It depends which club has the biggest need. Mm. Adelaide will get petty, but they will pay way overs in the draft picks, and I'm fine with that. That's from Costa. So I pose the question. Given they're saying, Roach, you just mentioned, 
Harrison Petty, 800000 a year the Crows are prepared to go for. I stress John Ralph's reporting that. Yeah, he you is. Know how people hit up as soon as we mention dollars. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that'll be close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you rather if you're a Crow supporter or if you're at any club? Harrison Petty at 800000 or Ben Mackay at one eight fifty? Wow. Uh, for Adelaide, I'd take Petty. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll see Ben Mackay. He's been a little maligned in some quarters, but when you're playing in the worst side in the competition... On the, the last that, line. Yeah, on the last line of defence, you tend to be exposed. He can play, mm. and that's why the Bombers are prepared to pay eight fifty. But uh, Harrison Petty, 800000 I think it'll be a good get for Adelaide. They're, they're building nicely. Uh, thanks for discussing. Uh, this is Benny. Benny, we'll get to your text uh, after the news. Mm. It's 3.31. On the other side of the news, we're going to speak to the captain of the South Australian Scorpions team, Gemma Barsby. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. On a Wednesday afternoon, hump day in little old Adelaide, currently 31.5 degrees outside. We're live from Studio Loom OSA. Before we get to our next guest, some breaking news on the trade front, Roach. Yes, Kim, the Age is reporting that Brodie Grundy has moved from Melbourne to Sydney. Mm. Details to come shortly. Well, knock me down with a feather. Yeah, but we'd like to know the finer details. Yeah, they're always going to him. that deal done. Yeah. Pick around the 30s or 40s, wasn't it? So that's... Three clubs in two years, mm. so to speak. Wow. Hey, still got plenty of good footy left in him. Mm. I'll tell you who's doing well at the moment. That's the SA Scorpions. They're undefeated in the one-day comp as we welcome their captain, Gemma Barsby. Hello, Gemma. Hey, guys. How are you? Not bad. Not going as well as you. Your team's on fire at the <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah, we've got off to a nice start, so hopefully we can continue that tomorrow. Well, let's have a chat about you. You've got rich family cricketing heritage in your family with your father, <laughs> uh, Trevor. So were you, were you almost born with a bat in your hand? Yeah, pretty much. I um, played cricket ever since I could walk, though. I know there was a photo when um, when Dad retired. I was going for the cricket ball instead of getting the photo with him. So, yeah, I think it was always meant to be. Yeah, but just help us on this one. What's your natural hand, left or right? Uh, right hand. <laughs> but you can use both. Yeah. Yeah, Marvelous. I could never get my brother out in the backyard, so instead of going in and crying to mum and dad, I thought I'd try <laughs> something different, and it worked. Well done. Like now, it. Now, yeah, you're a youngster, Gemma. You're only 28 years young, but you've been bloody everywhere. You're a Queenslander. <laughs> you played for the Perth Scorchers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, South Australia as well. Where, where have you had the most enjoyment with your cricket? Yeah, I've been around a little bit now. It's just uh, quite scary that I'm nearly, uh, well, I'm 10 years older than one of our youngest sports now, so that's that's pretty scary. But, um, yeah, I've been around to a few clubs now, but really enjoying my time in Adelaide. It's, um, yeah, it's felt like pretty much my home now, and um, uh, it's been really great with Luke Williams, obviously, as the head coach and, but he's made a really good environment here and, um, yeah, really enjoying my cricket, both the Scorps and Strikers. Okay, so, yeah, you're playing for both franchises. Yeah, it gets confusing Does because you've got players in men and women where they're playing one form of the game for one state and, mm. and the other. Yeah, it's hard trying to explain to people the, the different formats and the different teams, but um, it's a lot easier now for me just saying that I'm pretty much uh, all South Australian, which well is nice. So, Gemma, what brought you to South Australia? What was the sales pitch? 
And who did it? Yeah, um, yeah, it was Luke Williams, and I knew a few of the girls just from playing against them over the years, and um, yeah, I kind of felt like I needed a fresh start. I played for nine years with with the Queensland Fire, and Mm. I didn't feel like my cricket was going anywhere, so I thought um, nothing was really tying me down in Queensland except for family, so I thought this is what what, it was a perfect opportunity to come down to Adelaide and, and hopefully uh, re, like, re-kick my career, career. So, Gemma, three wins on the trot. You take on WA tomorrow at Karen Rolton Oval. Uh, how do you find the deck there? It's a new one. Yeah, it's been... Um, yeah, well, we're unfortunately not on the new one for, for these games, but, oh. um, yeah, it's been, like, the it's definitely a batter's, batter's uh, pitch. It's, uh, it was probably a fraction slower yesterday than we probably thought, but... Um, tomorrow will be yeah, it'll be really good and obviously a lightning outfield. So uh, mm. most a lot of runs on the border required to to win the game at Karen Rollins. Hey, just Maybe quickly, we had a we had a call saying that should there be an asterisk alongside of uh, Fraser oh, McGurk? What's yeah. um, yeah. Fraser McGurk's? Because of his world record. Yeah, but, but, but Karen Rollins bigger than Adelaide Oval, isn't it? Isn't it wider the boundaries? Yeah, they were. They did have a shorter bound like boundary side. I think they had one that was at. I think fifty or uh, I think it was like fifty five meters, but oh, he was well. hitting some bombs to the oh, yes. to the longer side as well. So side, yeah. he was hitting them all over the track. Yeah. So, Gemma, help us on this one. So the drop ins, yep. so it's not the total square is not a drop in. So there's part of it is drop in and part is still the old square. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So that's that's what makes uh, Karen Rolton so special now. Okay. Is that the two the two in the middle are the drop in and then. Yep. I think there's another. I think it's an extra. The other five are yeah. on the outside that are the uh, just the normal ones. So um, there's like yeah, the different variants. Obviously, okay. this time of year in Adelaide, prepping uh, wickets, it's a lot easier to to use the drop-ins um, and get a result, especially in the shield game. So you'll be playing on the natural ones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Got any views why a men team so awful? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit frustrating, but. Um, hopefully, well, they obviously score. Like, I guess it's frustrating, especially in the um, in the Marsh One Day Cup, where they've both, both uh, times now they've scored over three hundred, mm. which is a positive. But it's just the, the and lost both. But um, yeah, the Shield, they just yeah, unfortunately haven't been able to get over the line. All right, with the Scorpions, what is it? A thirteen or fourteen game season? Uh, hopefully thirteen. So it's twelve round games, and then uh, and then the Sorry, final. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you've won the first three. You take on WA tomorrow. They are two and one. Uh, is the latter an aberration at the moment, or is it a fair indication, or are we still feeling our way as to how good the other states are? Yeah, it's probably a bit of all. It's, um, it's actually crazy that every game so far in the WNCL has been uh, a result of a bonus point. So every mm. uh, every result's been a bonus point. So still all very close. And, um, yeah, there's definitely some probably standout teams and then some other ones that are struggling a little at the, bit at the moment. So, um, yeah, definitely it's still very much open, that's for sure. Gemma, your, your batting averages as a team must be superb. 220 mm. off 38, 267 off the 50, 263 off the 50 in your three games. You're all seeing it yeah, pretty well, it, clearly. Yeah, yeah, we had a little lapse yesterday. Where I think we were we got ourselves into seven for about 140 and then Amanda Wellington came out and, yeah. and smacked 70-odds, so... Um, it just—I guess it's just a credit to uh, the depth of our batting lineup and the strength of our team that we're 
um, they were able to score, yeah, those big totals and um, and able to defend them at the moment too. Now, the Wellington beat, we have on the show regularly. She's a ripper, Amanda Jade. Uh, she's just <laughs> taken out a record as the highest wicket-taker in South Australia. Is there any talk that Karen Rolt and Oval will now be named after her, given that she's passed her <laughs> record? Yeah, yeah it's, oh, that's, it's an absolutely amazing achievement, and I think it's uh, still sinking in for her, but I think she definitely loves all all the media attention and everything she got yesterday, <laughs> but um, rightly so. It's, a, it's an unbelievable achievement. And, yeah, she's definitely uh, hunted down Karen Rodden, but Karen Rodden uh, was an unbelievable player with bat and ball. So um, I think Wellie's just got to get the, the batting runs up and then she can start having to, the oval named after her. Shame <laughs> on you, Kim, for trying to wipe out history. Well, well, I'm just saying, <laughs> she's t- overtaken her record, Roach. History's made to be broken. We, we, we've spoken to Amanda plenty of times. Um, is she unlucky not to be in the Australian lineup at the moment? There's just too yeah, many good spinners. Just, yeah, that, that's the thing. Um, that's why I guess the Australian women's team's going so well um, for such a long time is that there's such a big, uh, big array of talent mm. out there that are all performing. And yeah, she could definitely um, play for Australia. It's just unfortunately there's a few few of the girls that are in front of her at the moment. But mm. hopefully, if she continues to to go well for us. You never know. There's only a couple of injuries away. Gemma, is this going to be the toughest domestic summer for women's cricket because there isn't so much international clashing with it like we see in the men's side of the game? Oh, it's exciting. Obviously, it's mm. um, you'd always love to have our Aussie players exactly. playing. They played the the first two games for us, and um, yeah, but their their schedules are getting more and more busier as the seasons go on. So yeah, yeah unfortunately, we don't have them for. The rest of the WNCL, but they're back for WBBL. But um, it just it just gives, I guess, yeah, it gives other girls opportunities to to play at that level. Good. Well, Good the weather's see. not going to be as nice tomorrow. I think it's going to change to about nineteen degrees. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, there's no rain. But the farmers would like rain. You take on WA. The match gets underway at ten a.m. at Karen Rolton. Or if you want to rename it, you can call it Amanda. Jade Wellington uh, no. Oval. No, Rich? No. no, you're not happy with that? No. Uh, entry is free. Get down there and support the girls. Hey, we wish you all the best, uh, Gemma. Uh, Gemma. You're an absolute ripper. Hopefully we can chat to you again. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, for having Thanks, me. Gemma. There you go. Does I that... like that story about that. She worked both hands. I know. Because her brother couldn't get... That's a great story. Great cricketing That's family. That's a great story. Uh, 3.45, Rooch. Yeah. I'll read out this text that came through from Benny again. No, like this that? one's from Lindsay. Sorry, okay. I'll get back to Ben shortly. Right. Uh, this one is in response to Ben's text, though. Rooch, as much as I think Porter getting the worse end of mm-hmm. a trade with Dersma, I can't help thinking that, realistically, Xavier's football does the talking. He just hasn't come on. Regarding the relevance of draft status, if I said swap him directly for Paddy Dow, would you do it? I wouldn't, mm. and Dow was a higher pick. That's from Lindsay. Mm. So you base gets, it on what your eyes see. This gets back to last week's text when we first flagged that it would be a swap, and we had a text. Now, I'm not 100% sure who sent the text saying, come on, Kim, 16 for 61 doesn't work. I don't think it was Benny, but we've had a few texts yeah. like that. But Ben's come back again. He says, thanks for discussing my text, mm. lads, but can't agree. Okay. I get your point about the draft picks being years ago mm. and almost irrelevant, but surely there's enough playing evidence that shows Dersma 
is already a better player and, in my opinion, has a much higher ceiling. Appreciate that's a hypothetical. Uh, But the current stats say it clearly. We'll be a very disappointed Port member if we let Essendon strong hand us on this one, Ben from Marden. And I always say, Rooch, this is where beauty is in the eye of the beholder. As a neutral person, I would love Dersma to stay at Port Adelaide and fulfil his potential. Get a free run and a good run with injury or without injury. But I also see a lot of upside with um, Zach. Zerk Thatcher. Zerk but that's Thatcher. also, that's on, also look at the other reality. Port has a fair bit to work through the middle of the ground. What's the one thing that's really lacking? Tall defenders. Yeah. So, you, so then you have need. to put a premium on buying a tall defender, don't you? And then you back in the expertise of your recruiters. Yeah. For identifying someone like Josh Sin. And you pray that he stays sound, gets a good run at it, and he can take yes. over that wing. And if he steps up, uh, all will be forgiven and forgotten. Possibly. Would you put Miles Bergman on a wing? I'd like him on a wing, yeah. Yeah, I would too. Yep. There's one on one, Bergman on the other, but it won't happen. No, that's not going to happen, Kim. They might play against each other, though. Yeah, well, that'll be a good one to watch, too. Yes. Anyway, yes. it'll all unfold. What have we got another week of this, Roach? When's it it's finish? Next, this time next week, yeah. This time next yeah. week. All right. Uh, 347, uh, IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Uh, enjoyed that chat, Gemma. Yes. Um, supporting women in sport for great saves and local phase. Visit your nearest IGA store. They are rippers. More in a moment. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Studio Lumo, where say thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Just had a nice chat to uh, Gemma Barsby, captain of the Scorpions, and Ethel sent you a message, Roach. How is Ethel? Ethel from Ethelton. She's 94. I know she turns 95. She was having a lovely cup of tea on the porch at the weekend when I went past her. You you need to stop stalking. There's a a restraining order (laughs) on you. Now, you have issues. You're getting creepy. Um, Then this is why she sends messages (laughs) like this. the porch on the way to Alberton Oval. How's that stalking? Because you did it about eight times. (laughs) Um, Here it says, Roach will look. I would like to put a scorpion down that annoying Michelangelo Roach's pants. Ethel from Ethelden. Stay away, Roach. Oh, Kim. All right. What have you, can you update us on the uh, Brady Grundy? Right. Bit? So he goes from Melbourne to Sydney. Sydney getting Grundy. Oh, jeez. Hey, how are you travelling? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make sure I get this right because I'm putting... putting you thinking about Sydney, Ethel. Getting, yeah, I am getting Grundy. So he's cost... Pick 46 and a future second. And a future second. Right. What did he go from... So when Melbourne Melbourne, bought him, they spent 703 points because they gave up pick 27. Yep. Now they're getting two picks in return with a total value of probably 1,000. Well, that gets down to supply and demand, don't it? They need a run. Melbourne have come out pretty well out of this. Yeah, they've done okay. Uh, And I think Sydney will do well. He'll play good footy up there. Uh, Josh Sin, here's a text. Yes. Uh, Josh Sin, four successive games this year, couldn't get a touch, got my doubts. I understand. When you're a young player and you're yet to show how well you can play, mm. but, gee, I saw some of his earlier footy as a youngster, and he can play, and he has a beautiful leg, but needs to get fit and healthy. Exactly. 
Uh, here we go. Benny says, fair. I see your point. Thanks for your perspectives. Oh, thank you, Benny. Doesn't mean we're right. No. But um, you need a tall defender. And time will tell. We'll find out in five years. Let's find out what our good friend Ange from Croydon, not two worlds. Which Ange do we like the most? Well, I like them both, but I like Ange when he's having coffee with me. Oh, so you pick and choose. When you're getting a free coffee, that, that's how you do your pecking order. <laughs> I love them both equally. Hello, Ange. Hello, boys. Hello, Ange. Um, hey, I was just wondering, um, any word on who was going to replace Nathan Bassett? Well, we had a text the other day suggesting Jacob Surgeon, but we haven't heard any more. I'd love mm. Stuart Jew to be into the program. What's happening with yeah. Dewey? We mm. should try and get him on. Yeah, we should. Last we knew, he um, was in England. Also, yeah. Well, Dewey will be a great replacement, I reckon. He'd be brilliant. I, I think he's a really, really good coach. He's very unlucky. Do you think, do you think um, Stuart Jew will be able to work with Josh Carr and Ken Hinkley? Why wouldn't he? He'd be all right, wouldn't he? He'd yeah, be no. brilliant. No, they're all, they're all mates. So uh, he's got a great mm. tactical brain, Dewey. Really yeah, good footy brain. Yeah. No, I think they'd be now, brilliant. Now, there's talk about Fantasia going to the Giants. Yes, we had a medical a... yesterday, Ange. Mm. Now, what will happen there is, because GWS doesn't have the ability to trade on this one, they'll wait to see if Port Adelaide delist Lazio, and if so, then they'll yeah. pick him up. Here we go again, as a rookie at the age of 28. <laughs> All right, so that would be in so... November. Now, look, I know nothing about list management, right? Mm. Um, so how would – what does a list – what does a rookie earn? Do they oh, earn what? Like, I have to have a look at that. That's all changed with the new CBA. Yeah. But, but it's minimum chips. Yeah, it is. Once you're but it's still, so would he be better off? still reasonable. Do you think Port Adelaide could pick him up as a rookie? If they – is that an option? Would they keep him and put him on a rookie list? Or he'd be better off staying at Port, surely. Why would he – go to another club away from home. I mean, he came home because of the, mm. the home factor, that, that sort of thing. Surely his environment is right. I need to check this, than... Ange, but I think isn't there a restriction on how you can drop a player and then put him on your rookie list? Isn't there some restriction on that? No, I'm not sure on that, I but uh, I, I agree with your sentiments. I, I'd like to keep him at, at Port. Mm. But, gee, I got copped some flack when I said that a few uh, weeks ago. <laughs> um, but I well, just he... think if he can get his body right... You know, we know yeah. he can play footy. Hey, well, I've got both of you, Ange. You can have your say on this. A text has just come through. I haven't heard this before. Boys, Jackson Mead to Geelong, question mark. That's from Callum. Yeah, well, Jackson Mead needs to work out where he's going to get his best opportunities. It's clearly yeah. not going to be a poor, And there's another it? one that can play. Yeah. Well, and he's going to struggle to get in the midfield. Yeah. He's going to be a small forward, so but is he to... a midfielder? Wow. question. Wow. But he well, yeah, wouldn't enough. be going to Geelong as a small forward, would he, when you got Tyson Stengel no, there? No, and they need to develop depth well, in would, their would, midfield. Would he be like Dersma? What Would he play? Uh, would he be in a starting midfield role at Port Adelaide or at Geelong? Uh, well, or maybe at more so at Geelong, at not at Port. More, more so at Geelong, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Willem Drew, then you've got your three guns. Yeah. And then I mean, the, if we're already arguing about where Ollie Wines fits in this midfield, yeah, then how, do you, how are you going to do this I with Jackson I didn't even mention him. And then you've got <laughs> Bokey on. that still reckons he warrants a squirt. I mean, we all love what Jackson Mead should be doing at AFL level, but you've got to get the opportunity first, don't you, before you can do it. Yeah, exactly. He's had absolutely no opportunity, really. Yeah. So it would be unfair... I'd give him at least another year, see how he goes. Yeah, but if but he you know what? A better chance like, of Geelong. Geelong. You don't blame him for looking at that, do you? No, you wouldn't. Oh. No, you wouldn't. Oh. Um, 
Hey, good on you, Ange. You Always soon, love Ange. your input. Make sure Roach buys the coffees. Hey, we just got a text here. This is uh, Bumpful Up Benny. Are you listening? No, he's shaking his head that he's not listening. listening. Well, you should listen to this. Do you guys know that we're still getting the Andy and Andy play-ins after the ad break? No, uh, he does. does. Well, let's uh, correct. Oh, oh, it's just been fixed. Uh, well thank done. you for the text. Uh, I didn't know. I take the headsets off. Uh, Dersma is contracted, though. Yeah, we know that. All right. Well, maybe that's, that's just, I'm just reading it, Rich. But that's the argument then is Essendon should be paying more for a contracted player. That's the argument there. Mm. I mean, we... We expect that at the moment. There will be a lot of Port Adelaide fans saying, Kim, Dersma surely should be bringing more than Zerk Thatcher in a return. It should be Zerk Thatcher and a draft pick. I can understand that yep. they're saying that, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I get and, it. Uh, what are you basing it on? Well, I think that <laughs> when, you're, when you're looking at the fact there's in a year on a contract, which player is seen, I'm not saying it's right, seen to have the greater upside. I think the Port fans are preferring to see Dersman stay rather than getting well, Port Thatcher. fans and then Essendon I fans know, I know. see a very talented young I tall defender. So I see both sides of the story. Uh, we're right on four o'clock. Um, look, we'll get to this grab from Tom McConville. He's a very experienced player manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about why Brandon Zerk Thatcher got it right. Wants to go to port. That's coming up after the four o'clock news. But at four o'clock, Roach will be joined by Maddie Kerrick, uh, somewhat of a journey woman in the AFLW. And you have some advice for her. Oh. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. Three minutes past four. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. And we're live from Studio Lumo SA. Currently 31.9 degrees outside. A little bit windy. Not ideal for hay fever sufferers. At 4.30 today, Roach will be joined by AFL.com's Josh Gabalich. He's also part of the trade radio team. And there's a bit happening on the trade scene. Sydney have been very active. So after picking up Brady Grundy mm. from Melbourne, they now have from Colin Taylor-Adams sending pick 33 to the Premier club in return. Mm, happening. It's all happening. Yeah, they're going to be around the mark again. Sydney. And just repeating for Crows fans, that's now been confirmed on a fair few fronts that Adelaide has yeah. a multi-million dollar offer to Harrison Petty that would average out at 800000 a year. Gee, that's a lot of money. It's a lot more than his sister's getting for being captain of the Adelaide Thunderbirds, isn't it? He might share it. They're a close family. <laughs> hey, there's a text here before we get to our next guest. Do you yeah. think Jason Haitley, Jackson Haitley will get picked up. That's from Dracos. Uh, I think he's good enough as a big body mid, but I don't think he'll get an opportunity. Sydney would have been perfect, but now that they've done the Taylor-Adams deal, yep. it's going to be tough going for Jackson Haitley, who was a first-round mm. draft pick. Let's go to our next guest, Roots. Thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. I think I can politely say our next guest is somewhat of a journey woman in the AFLW. She played in the first game ever uh, back for Carlton, what was that, in 2017. Uh, played eight games for Carlton, 39 for Geelong. She's racked up three with Port Adelaide, playing her 50th last week in their 15-point loss to Sydney. Madeline Kerrick, better known as Maddie, joins us. Hello, Maddie. Hey, how are you? Not bad. Is that unkind to call you a journey woman? 
<laughs> oh, I think it's fair. I'm on to my third club now. So um, it has been a journey to get to 50 games over the last eight seasons, but one I'm pretty proud of. We ask all the AFL players that have been to multiple clubs and AFLW players, are there much difference culturally or in whatever shape and form at different clubs? Carlton, Geelong and Port Adelaide, is there anything noticeable? Uh, yeah, I think each club has got its own differences. I mean, different people create a different culture, so I think each is unique. But I've really enjoyed um, my time at each of them, and um, Port Adelaide have really embraced me since I've come across the border. So, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it so far. So, Matty, you were part of the trade during the off-season with Kate Sermon. What brought about you becoming part of that trade? Was it you looking for a change of environment, a change of teams, a change of state? How did you look at the trade? Or your friendship with the coach. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely um, knowing Laws helped. We did play together back at Carlton um, in those first couple of seasons, but um, I thought Port Adelaide would be a really good place for me to continue to grow and develop, and I think change um, has been good for my footy, and um, I think good for my development and I can give back a lot more, I guess, to a newer club that's still developing only in second AFLW season now. So um, my experience, I guess, has been of good use amongst the younger girls as well. Talking of change and experiences, when you played with Lauren, did you ever picture her as being a coach? And is she different now to when you played with her? Well, I think when she was uh, she was our captain back um, in those first that first season, and she was a bit like a coach on the field when I was mm. playing with her. So it wasn't much of a surprise that she's gone into coaching and um, quickly climbed up the ranks. She's always had a brilliant football mind, so um, it's been great working with her. Um, and I think having that relationship previously as as teammates has really helped have a strong relationship um, with her as my coach as well. Now, Maddie, congratulations on your first milestone in AFLW being 50 games. Kim across the console here. Oh, here we go. Wants to be there the <laughs> moment you break through for your first AFLW well, well, goal. Well, hang on. Have you kicked one for Port Adelaide? Yeah, so I kicked my first um, AFLW goal just a couple of weeks ago uh, um, over in West Coast when we're playing West Coast. It was my, yeah, was that eighth a... season, but first goal. Yeah, <laughs> just going through your stats, and it only went up to your 47 games, and you hadn't kicked mm. one. Was it becoming a more like a gorilla on your back? Uh. Well, no, I hadn't really given it much thought. I've probably played the majority of my career um, in defence, a bit, you know, in the midfield as well. Mm. But um, as a defender, you don't often sneak forward to kick goals. So um, it was nice to finally get one on the oh, board. Okay. Give us the description. How did it unfold? And how was how the celebration? Yeah, so <laughs> we'll take we us through it. We're going to have to find this. We didn't see it, so we want to know about it. <laughs> oh, it was a bit of a um, gramble coming in, but... Picked it up cleanly, slotted it on the left boot, um, and went straight through, which was the main thing. So I was oh. pretty pretty excited about that one. Well, Apparently, I jumped a couple meters in the air, so <laughs> everyone got around me. Well, it deserves <laughs> this, then. Yeah. 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 You might make the Toyota ads as well. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Aaron Phillips is a bit of a legend <laughs> in the sporting world. We love her dearly. I've known her since she was a little girl. Everyone knows her in South Australia and around the world. Uh, perception versus reality. Did you know her before, and how have you found her actually playing with her? Um, obviously, I knew 
knew who she was before I came across the club, um, playing against her um, when she played at Adelaide previously. And um, it's hard to play in the AFLW and not know the name Erin Phillips. Mm. Um, she's a superstar of the competition. And, um, yeah, she's just a really lovely person, very down to earth and um, a great leader for us at the club. So it's been really good working with her and um, getting to know her and, She's certainly someone who drives our standards um, from within the club and a really valued part of our team, obviously, as our captain. It's been a tough year for Port. Mm. Where where do you see it? Because you've experienced so many things outside the Port Adelaide Footy Club, but where do you see the real barrier? What's what's the breakthrough moment that Port Adelaide needs in AFLW? Yeah, I don't think we're too um, far off it. I think we've seen glimpses of when we do execute our game plan, um, how effective it can be and how quickly we can score at times. But mm-hmm. just that consistency across four quarters, that consistency is always the hardest thing to implement. And especially with the young list, um, it's going to be harder to implement that consistently. But um, I think we're seeing good improvement and um, I know going forward we're only going to continue to build and I'm really excited for this weekend because I know um, it's going to be a good match against North Melbourne and it gives us another opportunity to really go out and show our stuff against a top four team. To be brutally honest, you, you messed up a couple of opportunities uh, letting West Coast win that game. You had a reasonable draw for a couple of weeks. It gets tough now though. You're one and five, North Melbourne are five and one and one of the best teams in terms of ball movement and scoring, the best team in terms of scoring in the competition. So this is no picnic this game. Yeah, and we know it's definitely not going to be easy and we've been a bit disappointed, um, like you mentioned, the last mm. couple of weeks, the Sydney and West Coast games were two that we probably um, didn't perform as well as we would have liked and a few, uh, I guess, things were a bit, lacked a bit of discipline on field, which really hurt us um, in the results and so that was really disappointing, but the group's really, I guess, got a strong resolve to make amends for that and bounce back and really committed to um, putting in the work. And obviously it's not going to be easy. North mm. Melbourne are a good team, but um, all we can do is put our best foot forward and um, continue to build each week. Beautifully answered. Yeah, the only loss North Melbourne have had reached this year was a two-point loss to the Lions, who aren't as strong as they were in previous years because they've been just uh, had so many players stolen from their program. Hey, we wish you all the very best, Maddie. Uh, have you played at Arden Street before? Yeah, I have played it there previously. Um, yeah, coming across from um, yeah when I was playing with Geelong. It's a mm. nice oval down there, so... Um, yeah, looking forward to travelling over there on the weekend. Well, we wish you all the best. The game gets underway at 12.35 Adelaide time on Sunday afternoon. We love the support we get from IGA Supermarkets. They are big supporters of women's sport. Maddie, we'd love to give you a $100 IGA voucher to pop into one of their stores and buy whatever you want. Which section would you be going to first? Ooh. Probably the, it's a boring answer, but probably the fresh fruit and veg for me. Oh. Um, that's what I eat most of the time. We've only had one person say chocolates. Everyone says fresh fruit and veggies, which is good when you're a <laughs> professional athlete. Hey, stay on the line, Maddie, and Bumfluff Benny, our producer. He's uh, nicknamed Bumfluff Benny because he's been trying to grow a moustache for, what, 15 years now, and it hasn't really happened. <laughs> uh, thanks for your time and good luck. Thank you. Maddie Carrick there. Uh, tough game this week, Roach. Yes.
Yes. I can't. Kangas are very, on very Anything good. can happen. But I can't see you getting a W after this Living one. Live hope. Yeah. Um, gee whiz, you have a look at the differential. We always talk about this. The size down the bottom now, Hawthorne. Mm. What have we got? Port Adelaide 1 and 5, Hawthorne 1 and 5, GWS 1 and 5, West Coast 1 and 5. And the one that staggers us all West is the Western Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yet to win a game. Um, one of the first sides and premiership team. Their, their program is falling apart. But Let's uh, go through the top six. Top six, Adelaide Crows undefeated with six wins. And North Melbourne 5 and 1, just that two-point loss yep. to Brizzy. Melbourne 5 and 1, just that one loss to Adelaide. Mm. Brisbane 4 and 2, but they're not quite the team, mm. Roach, after the mm. players they lost last year. Uh, Gold Coast going on nicely at four and two, and Carlton four and two, Essendon four and two. Then it opens up for that yeah. uh, eighth position. Still the old firm at the top, though, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Collingwood sitting in eleventh at three and three. All righty, we're live and interactive. You can send your text through. The number is Rich. Our number is for the text oh four two seven one five four one six six. And if you want to call us one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Beautifully done. You should ask for a bonus. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Afternoon. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Stack of text coming through. We'll get to those very shortly. Just repeating the news again that you broke before the ad break, Rooch. So we have Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams, who were key, key wants of mm-hmm. Sydney in this trade period, now locked away with the Sydney Swans. Beautifully Taylor done. Adams out of Collingwood. Brody Grundy out of Melbourne a year after. He left Collingwood. And they have James Jordan as well, and they've offloaded Dylan Stevens. Would, would they go for Tom Hawkins? Uh... He'd be nice up there. That would be a good story for a couple of years. What is it? Six weeks ago, we say, who's the big forward that they would go after? Uh, Now we hear Tom Hawkins and his contract talks with Geelong are very, very wobbly. Well, I think he wants two years and they want to do one. I think they'll get it done. He's too settled with his farm there. These these uh, are the moments Sydney just mm. start rubbing their hands and say, here we go, there's opportunity here. To negotiations. Happens in all walks of life for each, doesn't it? Hey, let's change pace a little bit. We've been talking about Xavier Dersma, his younger brother, not his youngest. No, there's three of them. There's Will to come. Yeah. Willem. 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 Another Willem. Yes. Um, Good Dutch Z- name. Yeah, Zane Dersma yes. is predicted to go in the top five. Wow. That's what they're saying. Uh, this was he talking top on trade. Five. I Who's in that so. field? That's West Coast, North Melbourne, Hawthorne. Oh, I've got it here somewhere, Rich. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, not Port. No. <laughs> <laughs> really? Get, let's oh, just get, really? Kid. Let's just get that out there. Adelaide could trade up. Uh, um, uh, here's Zane talking about the potential of possibly playing with Xavier. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a possibility um, now. Uh, mm. I think that. Later down the track, I'd I'd love to play with him. Uh, I think it's sort of been a dream that we've chatted about, me and Xavier and and my younger brother Willem for a while now. So, yeah, I'd love to love to team up with him. So, why is everyone after Zane? This is he talking about how he plays the game. Yeah, so um, I'm a I'm a I'm a forward mid. Uh, I usually play at the half forward and forward line, and then uh, pinch hit in the midfield. Um, love it, love overhead mark, love kicking a goal. So, yeah. Mm. 
So who is the best of the three brothers? Is it the younger brother, Willem? Yeah, so he's, he's 16 now. Willem, he's a couple of years younger than me. Um, he, he was in the All-Australian under-16s team this year. Uh, he's a... Oh, he's taller than me now. I think he's about a 192-centimetre... I, I, I say key defender, but I think he's a really a utility. But, um, no, nah, he's, he's, he's been progressing really well this year. Well, I'll tell you what, 192 already at the age of 16, Roach. He could end up being your 198 tall defender. Well, we'd better stay on the right side of his sister and keep her at Alberton. <laughs> well, maybe Xavier, but I think it's too late. Well, Xavier's <laughs> done and dusted if you get the drift. He was very, well, di- oh, I know, he's very diplomatic about the potential of playing with Xavier, but, uh, that's well, would... won't have a top five pick. No, they no, do no he's saying, yeah, I know, I know, down the track. Yeah. Uh, here's a text, uh, Rucci, Rucci, Rucci. Hi, boys. Uh, Borlase has to go off the rookie list next year by the rules of the AFL. Yes. He's a Category B. You can only be there for three years, and that is the same as um, oh, Tarek Newchurch. Yes. Uh, I suggest he goes to the power. Uh, Fantasia is getting married next year, question mark. Where is he going to play? That's from Luciano. Well, we'll find out in the next month. Well, whoever wants him and we'll pay him a salary. The other interesting one is where's Scott Lysett going to finish? Geelong, maybe? Yeah. Well, I think that's his best opportunity, getting more minutes. You know, Reece Stanley, Reece sort Stanley. Of over the years, have been in and out. But the bigger issue there, what sort of contract he gets, Kim? Because if he's going to make the move, he needs a two-year deal. Yeah, I understand that. He needs to go somewhere where he'll possibly play. Here's a text in case people weren't listening earlier. Is the chance of Harrison Petty coming to the Crows this year 50-50 or better? Mm. McAdam and a draft pick and 800000 a year. Matt in Brisbane, also known as Matt the Hand. Uh, Yes, we would be saying now at 70-30 that Harrison Petty, you happy with that, Rooch, will come to the Crows, even though he's got two years to go. And Melbourne's digging in, though. 70-30, you don't think? I'm saying 70-30, he gets to Adelaide. Yeah, we've been down this path before, haven't we? About well, you have, Mr. Years. 95%. Two, yeah, but two years on a contract. Well, go on, put your moustaker on the line. No, I think he stays at Melbourne. So what, what percentage? I'll do the 95 95% sure. There you go, Adelaide fans. Harrison <laughs> Petty will be in the tricolours oh, next it. year. Played that is a moral. Take it to the bank. <laughs> The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just a reminder, after the 4.30 news, we'll be joined by Trade Radio and AFL.com's Josh Gabalich. He's one of the good guys to update us on everything that's happening in the world of trade. And there's been a bit happening, Roach. Just quickly, Roochy, Roach, Roach, before we get to some texts, basketball is back at the Entertainment Centre this Saturday when the 36ers face the Illawarra Hawks. I'm on board. If you're watching via the podcast, because you can see us live, Roach doing a little bit of modelling there with his man boobs and an Adelaide 36ers... T-shirt. That's five sizes too big, Rooch. Uh, led by NBL legend CJ Bruton. But you look good. You don't want to miss the new look 36ers. Rooch could be lining up. Full of entertainment for everyone. This is the hottest ticket in town, despite the fact they've lost four on the trot. With tickets available at Ticketek. I reckon they'll turn it around against the Hawks, Rooch. Guaranteed this week. Yeah. You get down there front row with that on, and no one will turn up. Um, that's unkind. <laughs> 
Rich, here's a text. Boys, do you think it would be worth Port picking up Jackson Haightley as a big-bodied mid-top-up player? That's from Mickle. Look, you could do worse than Jackson Haightley, but we're having trouble getting Ollie Wines in the midfield at the moment. And they've pushed out Xavier Dersma, who wanted more midfield wanted minutes. More, yeah, so I just don't know where he's fit. prime need at Port at the moment. I, I mean, he, he he's not the, the quickest player, but nor is Angus Brayshaw. I'm not comparing them as like for like, but could he play on a wing? And he has played some football on the wing before. So, look, he's not the worst one. He's here in Adelaide. Mm. If you had a spot on your list, yep. Roach, I, I, I don't think it's uh, ridiculous. No. Um, what is ridiculous in your eyes, uh, compensation picks? Yes. I want you to hear from the Hawthorne General Manager of Football, Rob McCartney, mm. and his frustration about their pick three sliding to pick four. Mm. It's an interesting one. I think um, there's, a, there's always a level of frustration when you finish 16th. Um, you want to be better than that first and foremost um, but what comes with finishing 16th is that you get a you know a, a pick number three in the in the draft and usually that's a pretty good player and and that ends up being shuffled back because of mm. of things like this so there's a there's a level of frustration but I must admit uh, Kane there's there's a, a lot of work to do in a footy club and and controlling the controllables and this being not one of them um, mm. means that you nearly have to move on pretty quick to and do we overanalyze? Do we? Well, can we go, Roach? You're the historian. You love this stuff. It bores me a little bit. I want you to go through every draft in the last thirty years and compare picks three and four. Oh no! <laughs> well, we're always going to get the famous uh, Tambling Franklin. Well, well, I'm just saying though, yeah, pick four might come out in front of pick three in terms of game play. Yeah, well, Hawthorne's got some experience with that. Yeah, as I say, with Franklin and Tambling, we spoke to. Uh, I know I heard you. Uh, we spoke to Matty Carrick before Port Adelaide AFLW's uh, player who went for forty-eight games without kicking a goal. Yes. Text came through. I saw the goal. The double cobras came out. I <laughs> love it. Good. That's from Callum. News coming up, Roach. Then who are we chatting to? Josh Gabalek or Litch? Well, we'll ask him again. No, we won't. We've asked him before, and he said Gabalich. Oh, yeah. Your ears are painted on. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Six on a Wednesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Currently 30.7 degrees outside. Not a bad day unless you're a hay fever sufferer. We are here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. It is time to get an AFL trade update. Thanks to our good friends at CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. You got no when the hold. Oh yeah. Trade update now with Josh Gavalich from AFL.com and uh, also from Trade Radio. Joshy, thanks for your time. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Roach. Hey, Not good. much going on yesterday, but plenty going on. Gosh, today. Adelaide, Adelaide's like. just landed another first-round draft pick. They've got 14 and Chris Burgess out of Gold Coast while giving away 23 and 26. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of pick swaps. There's been some players move. I think we've got five now with Zach Fisher, the latest one. The paperwork just went through yep. moments ago. So his spot at North Melbourne has been sealed. But yesterday it was only James Harms. So I'm glad we've got plenty of action late in the day. Well, let's go through a few, Josh. I know it's been a busy day for you. Um, can you update us here in Adelaide, the big news around Harrison Petty? Just update us what's happening and what it's likely to cost Adelaide if it was to happen. Well, Kimbo, this is one that won't go away. It's sort of been rumbling behind the scenes for, I reckon, two weeks now, mm. probably since Melbourne exited the finals. And Adelaide interest is, is real, well and truly. They've been pursuing him for some time, and he's got two years to run in his contract at Melbourne. From what I understand, Adelaide's offer is pretty compelling, really compelling, in fact. And I think it's at least four years with the potential to be a fifth year. So they're having a red-hot crack at him, but it's going to be really difficult. He knows that. He's got a clear interest in coming back to South Australia, but knows that given his contract status, and the demographic of Melbourne's list, it's going to be hard to see them let him go. So plenty to go between now and next Wednesday night. But I don't, I can't see Melbourne letting him go unless he really does demand a request, which he hasn't yet. Well, you don't want a player that doesn't want to be there. I said at 70.30 that he will get his way back to Adelaide. Money's not a problem for Adelaide. What is it likely to cost them to get a player like that then? And they've certainly got plenty of draft picks to give away. Well, I don't even think Melbourne have, have given it much consideration in terms of mm. what it's going to cost. And obviously Shane McAdam is on the hook at the moment and wants to get back the other way. From my understanding, they haven't even entertained this yet. So yeah. I, I think it's going to take a lot of consideration. I, the issue at Melbourne clearly is in attack. And Harry Petty wants to play as a key defender as well. He's proven that uh, in a premiership year. But with... Only Jacob Van Royen is a reliable key forward at the moment mm. at Melbourne. Ben Brown and Tom McDonald, the durability issues there. Jake Malksham going to miss all of next year, most of next year. Melbourne just can't afford to lose him. So, uh, as I said before, unless Petty becomes really forceful with a trade request, I just don't see this happening. But the beauty is we're only got Wednesday. We've got a full week to come. And I mean, we've seen what Sydney have done this afternoon. They've moved a lot of these deals forward, so uh, there's, there's a lot to play out, so I, I, I can't read this one just yet. I think the Harrison Petty one, we'll be talking about it with a half an hour to go of the uh, trade yeah. period. Uh, t- update us on Orazio Fantasia. Well, the interest from Greater West in Sydney is real. They've done a medical on him now. They've had a great deal of success, if you look at their history, with recycled players, both as delisted free agents and as rookies. I mean, Matt DePore is probably the, the best one. Lockie Keith played in the prelim only a couple of weeks ago, Sam Reid. They, they are interested in him. They can't sign him as a DFA and they don't mm. have room to trade for him because yeah. of their list spots. So if he's available come the rookie draft, I dare say they take him. They really like what he mm. can bring and they look at the rookie draft as a real bonus for him. So what I was told is Fantasia hasn't given up hope on landing another deal at Port, but a fresh start would be great for him. That's, that's the view. And he's got a long-term relationship with Brett Montgomery, mm. of course, given their time at Alberton. So the, the the Giants are looking for some depth in that small forward behind Brett Daniels and, and Toby Bedford, especially following the retirement of, of Daniel Lloyd. None of us is surprised that Brody Grundy is now a swan, but we need to clear up an issue that's been hanging around this trade for a long time. When he went from Collingwood to Melbourne, Collingwood kept paying him. Now he's gone to Sydney, is Collingwood still paying him? Well, Tom Morris has just reported before that Melbourne won't be paying any of this deal. It'll be purely between Collingwood and Sydney and Brody Grundy. So that's that's cleared it all up, really, because there has been a great deal of intrigue around who was going to foot the bill. Would it be 
three clubs playing paying for the one player, which we just don't see. So according to Tom Morris, who's been across this situation mm. for a long time, it's just going to be Collingwood and Sydney paying Brody Grundy going forward. Which is the way it should be. And I thought the AFL were quite strong on that a couple of weeks ago. I may be wrong. Hey, uh, we know about Taylor Adams. Uh, that's good news for the Sydney Footy Club and good for Taylor. Tell us about Toby Pink, uh, the Glenelg boy that played in the Premiership. Well, this one's been bubbling away for a little bit, Gimbo. I learned about this in, in July, actually, when I was over and I caught up with you two. Yeah, yeah. And North Melbourne are clearly, they've been in the market for some key defenders. They've been looking around. This is on the back of Griffin Loeb doing his knee in July and the impending departure of Ben became official yesterday. And once that deal was yes, they can think that they're going to take him as a delisted free agent. They can do that, of course, because he's on Sydney's list for three years without playing mm-hmm. a game. Been back in SA for, for four years, had a great year with Glenelg, Premiership Black Horse and Team of the Year. So great opportunity for him at 25. They view him as someone that can come in and play straight away. And if you look at their depth at the moment, there's a fair chance he could come in and play on one. That's where they're at at the moment with just Aiden Core and Callan Dawson in the key defensive stocks. So big opportunity for Toby Pink and a great, great sign. I love when clubs look at the state leagues and bring players in. Josh, Dylan Stevens has moved from Sydney to North, and North used one of its special assistance package to deal. They're about to unload another one of them. Your colleague, Cal Toomey, wrote in September that those draft picks were to be reviewed next year. How do you review something that's already gone? Well, if I'm North Melbourne, I'm using them right now, which is what we've seen them do. (laughs) I don't think when they were given by the AFL to North Melbourne that they were going to get through this trade period without using them because... That was what the AFL said. They would review them in 2024. How do you review them now? Well, you can't. You, could, you just couldn't leave them on the table. You couldn't go through next year having one or two of them still available. So, yeah, ambiguous, Roach, and that's been the case with a lot of this compensation for North Melbourne. Oh, oh, that's why we like compensation picks, eh? Hey, tell us a, a little bit about this son of a gun, Jordan Croft. We've been waiting to find out if he was going to nominate for the Western Bulldogs. That's been the expectation for some time, but it became official this afternoon. He let them know earlier today that that is the path that he's going to take. And he's a top top 10, maybe top 15 pick. That's the range. 10 to 15 at the moment. That's what the Western Bulldogs are expecting to match a bid for. And it explains what they did earlier in the week with the Gold Coast Suns. It looked like a lot on paper in terms of the fact they traded away Two first-round picks this year, one next year to move up to pick four. There was a later swap, of course, but it makes a lot of sense. They get ahead of this Jordan Croft bid, and then they uh, get pick four, which is going to be pick five now. But, yeah, there's a lot of interest in Jordan Croft. 200-centimetre key forward, son of Matthew, who played 186 games in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he ran a 605-2K on Friday, I was down there at the Collingwood Footy Club. Finished fourth, blue recruiters away. So they've got another one. The Western Bulldogs have done the father-son situation better than anyone when you consider the Wallaces, the Liberatores, the Hunters. Mm-hmm. Sam Darcy most recently picked two back in 2021. So they've got another one. Josh, this must be round seven of Jason Cripps on one side of the table, Adrian Dodora on the other side of the table. Goes all the way back even to Arazzo Fantasia. You've got one gentleman holding the card with Xavier Dersma with a contract on it. Adrian Dodoro handling Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Can they just swap the cards or are we going to get a bit of argy-bargy in this one? Uh, well, player swaps are not what they used to be, are they, Rich? I mean, I would have mm-hmm. thought it would be pretty 
simple. I think Dersma's a better player, but key defenders are more difficult yep. to find. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a, a straight swap would just about be fair, but I dare say this one is going to be one that's going to take some time, and it might end up taking a swap of picks. Ooh. So, yeah, we uh, might just uh, see a... I'm with you. Yeah. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm. I think a straight swap, it, uh, it doesn't relate to what happened three or four years ago with their draft uh, order. Hey, a couple of left-field ones. You may know nothing about these at all, but we've received a few texts. Mm. And one was in regards to Port Adelaide's Jackson Mead, maybe going to Geelong. Have you heard anything at all? I haven't heard anything regarding That's that, okay. Kimbo. We do get a lot of these that yeah. come through the trade radio. <laughs> they pepper us. But I'll look into it. Um, Scott Lysett's the other interesting yeah. one because the the deal he's got from Port Adelaide just can't sign it. One year, the money they're offering him, he's got to look at his options elsewhere. But will there be a two-year contract somewhere else? I don't know if there'll be two years. There's definitely some interest out there in him. It was put to me earlier this week that he's still weighing up whether he's got the appetite yeah. to go on. I, I think I think he will need more than one year. To, to commit to That's a the fresh feeling start. I got from him at the best and fairest on Monday night yeah. that he's well, he's not going to go. At, he's not going to sign at Port when they got Jordan Sweet and they're into Ivan Soldo. Is there any chance of Soldo going to Port? Well, he'd like to get there. I don't think Richmond want to let him go yeah. given their own ruck situation. I mean, all clubs want a decent backup, and Ivan Soldo is clearly that for them right now. So I think Josh, you still... might find on that one, Ivan Soldo is about to tell Richmond if you don't do it this year. Be sure he won't be there the year after when his contract's done. So it might be in their interest to do it now. Get something for him. Yeah. A, uh, another left field one. Um, help us if you can. We heard Zane Dersma, who's tipped to go top five, possibly. Is that right in this year's draft? Um, who's the front runner to get him? Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, right now, pick five is in the hands of the Western Bulldogs, and they've been linked to Nick Watson. I don't know how much you know about this guy, but you're going to be loving him next year. 170 centimetre small forward. I don't think we've seen someone that short taken top five almost ever. There's been so much interest in this kid from Caulfield Grammar. Mm. But yeah, just Dersma's clearly in that top five conversation, along with the McCurches of the world. A little bit behind a Harley Reid and a Jed Walter and a Daniel Curtin. So it'd be interesting to see where he lands in the end. I mean, I don't even want to commit right now because of what's going on with the pick swaps. Melbourne clearly been in that situation at the moment, but could they even move up to pick one? I just Mm. think on the back of what's happened today, we're going to see so much much movement in the pick swaps. Yeah. Pick this one, one, then. By the time we get to the draft in November, who will be holding the number one pick? I did say West Coast yesterday, but I just think things are changing. Yeah, are changing. Hawthorne a chance? Yeah, Hawthorne are very keen mm. on getting up to one. They've obviously slid down to four on the back of that compensation yesterday. They're clearly in it. Hawth- uh, Melbourne clearly in it. So there's going to be a lot. I mean, North Melbourne have clearly got the whip hand given what they've got, but it's going to take a, a fair bit of going. We're going to be talking about this for six weeks. I don't think we'll see that exchange happen until very close to the draft. Josh, we know you've had a busy day, so we really appreciate your comprehensive uh, wrap. Uh, closing question. Uh, anything out there that's going to be really left field that you've heard about? Oh, well, the Lockie Schultz one's shocked us all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just given the club, really. I mean, Collingwood moves the needle more than anyone, of course, and just the fact that the Jack Ginnivan situation just 
just makes it a real curiosity. So we'll wait and see what happens with Jack Ginnip. And clubs have clearly been asking the question around his availability. But Lockie Schultz is the one that's come from nowhere. And that's on the back of, of Taylor Adams, which was a, a minor shock, but makes a fair bit of sense when you think about it. Josh, really appreciate mm. your time today. We know how busy we are. Uh, always enjoy chatting to you. We appreciate it. Anytime, Kim. Thanks, Rich. Josh Cavalich there, AFL Trade Update. Thanks to CMC Invest. Fairly comprehensive. Interesting. Toby Pink. I love these stories of redemption and second and third chances. Yes. Just because someone says you're not good enough, Rich, doesn't mean they're right. I'll keep that in mind every time you tell me that I'm not good enough. When have I said you're not good enough? I say (laughs) there's a bit of difference between saying you're argumentative and belligerent. (laughs) doesn't mean you're not good enough. Give that moustache a trim, can you? Um, Do we want to finish on a pleasant note, Ruth? Yes, we do. Well, I don't know if I can help it, actually. (laughs) Lift me up, drop me down. Ash Saint, who was formerly, when she was a better person, known as Ash Woodland, because she played for the Crows then. She's a greater person because she's at the club she's loved. Yeah, she is an absolute delight. And playing good footy too. Uh, Had a press conference today. Of course, they take on North Melbourne this week. Uh, It's going to be tough at Arden Street on Sunday, I think it is. Uh, Here's Ash talking about how Port can string together some wins. I think um, we're just going to go back to basics as well with our footy. Um, just, Just play our role for the team, knowing that everyone's got trust in each other. Play your role out there and, uh, yeah, we should get the job done if we're all doing that. If only it was that easy. If only. Yeah, let's hear a little bit more because the combination between Ash Saint and Gemma Houghton, who's been in rare form, yes. I think she's playing the best footy of her uh, career. Agreed. This is Ash talking about the connection between the two of them. Yeah, I think Gemma and I had a connection straight away. Um, she's a really fast uh, forward, so she can play higher up the ground, and I'm really good at holding the shape. And Roach, an interesting trade period from here on, now that that Harrison Petty moment is boiling along. I'm sticking fat. You said 95% he won't get there. Yeah. All right, your famous 95%. That's all right. I'll back myself in. 70% he gets to Adelaide. Mm. Hey, Roots, one of the, uh, it's never good when a player gets delisted, but the upside is that they can speak freely about their club and their former coach. Oh, who? Uh, who? I haven't heard it yet. It goes for a minute. Let's have it. Mitch Hannum, who's been delisted from the Bulldogs. Yes. This is him talking about Bebo as a coach. Uh, look, he likes to, to, to have a great connection with the players. Um, I feel like he... He tries to put our arms around us when we're down in the dumps and then and obviously challenge us even when we're winning and, and, and on a hot streak of, of success. Um, but he's one coach that is notorious for just pushing you as, as hard as you can. It doesn't really matter how how well you may seem to be going or how bad things seem. He's, he's always sort of looking towards the future and, and sort of challenging us um, to sort of improve uh, on field, uh, but also as a, as a group to be able to feel more connected um, which inevitably is, is the key for, for players uh, playing their best football when they when they want to go out there and, and play for each other um, more so than say for the coach. That's when I think uh, you've got this bond within the group that that'll do anything for each other. And uh, I think he he does a great job in trying to make the, the group feel connected within each other. So um, in in sort of previous encounters with other coaches, he's definitely one of the more obscure with some of his ideals and his game plans and his tactics and so forth. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I do, I do believe he's, he's very capable as a coach. Well, that's oh. a fair recommendation. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. I was hoping for a little bit more, but obscure. I think that's fair enough. I well, like not, Devo. Not everyone's had your experiences, Ken. What, what do you mean by that? With coaches. What, what are my experiences? I'm not going to open the door, but it's there if you want to push I it. I had a very good relationship with uh, Glenn Elliott. <laughs> what? How many coaches did you have? I had Barry Robran. Y- yes. Coach. Yes. How many did you have? I had Barry Robran. I had Mick Noonan. Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> he sacked me on the first training session. Little shit. Sh- 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 hey! little, little shocker. Shocker. <laughs> shocker. I said. All right. You had to take me there, Roots, didn't you? <laughs> I had Lindsay Head for a, a few games. And uh, Glenn Elliott. Glenn Elliott was my best coach. The worst bit is... They got rid of your jumper before you were even ready to get rid of yourself. Which jumper was that? The 17 one at West Torrance. Didn't I they gave it to Dominic Fodi. I had a world first operation. And they were already yeah. handing off your jumper before you are ready to give it up. Bloody Paul Weston, that was. Thanks for bringing it up, Rich. Great <laughs> finish to the show. Get stuff. Good night, everyone. <laughs>